This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. If you haven't heard about Anchor, let me tell you, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Check this out. It is free. No, I'm serious. It's free, 100%. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor then distributes that podcast for you, and you can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can also make money from that podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. If you haven't heard about Anchor, let me tell you, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Check this out. It is free. No, I'm serious. It's free. 100%. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor then distributes that podcast for you, and you can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can also make money from that podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Okay, so Super Bowl is this weekend, not to give away the date in which we're recording this, but by the time this drops, the Super Bowl is going to have been played. Beep, who are you taking in the Super Bowl? Like, like I know this is the the battle of the generational talents, right? You got the arguably the greatest quarterback, you know, people are saying that they've ever seen versus the guy who's got six freaking Super Bowls under his belt. He's going to his 10th. Like, who, who are you taking in this game? Are you talking heads up or are you talking about with the points? Heads up. Who's going to win it? I mean, heads up is, is going to be Patty Mahomes. You think um, so? But you know what? I'll, I'll take a little flyer on Tampa plus three. Tampa plus three. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, again, I don't uh, – I think our last conversation we were talking about Godzilla versus – uh king kong who is who in this battle is you so you're saying patrick mahomes is godzilla in this and brady is king kong yeah yeah patty mahomes has the the laser fire breathing lungs and uh you know tom brady he's the old silverback right he's uh he's the old standard true okay okay yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, and Brady, like I think so uh comparatively age-wise, 
Godzilla, I think the first Godzilla movie came out in like the early 60s, late 50s or something like that. But like King Kong's from the 1930s, you know, he was climbing the Empire State Building when it was still fresh. So, yeah, age wise, Brady would be King Kong. And uh, it's hard as hell to take uh, King Kong down unless you are the young up and comer with the laser accuracy and uh, and all the all the additional weapons. So, yeah, that, that makes sense. I, I I think you're right about that. I still I still fingers crossed. I, I would love to see Brady get a seventh one. I'm not even a Brady fan. I just love uh, how angry it makes him. <laughs> it makes people <laughs> whenever whenever uh, football fans have to watch another another Super Bowl with Brady in it. And speaking of uh, football fans, have been pissed off since 1995. Uh, it looks like Frank is joining us here. Flem and M, how you doing, man? Good to see you. <laughs> wow. What's going on? Uh, it was good. Y'all glad to be here. I appreciate the random uh, sideswipe. I kind of got here a little early and thought y'all were doing an entire bit just like for a different podcast. I didn't know that was the intro. And I was like, <laughs> first off, they had me waiting for 15 to 20 minutes to start this. And then they decided to do like a pace segment for a different podcast. <laughs> I was just like, the, dis- the disrespect. <laughs> but, uh, I'm glad it, I'm glad it bled into me coming. I thought y'all were gonna be like, okay, cut. Okay. Now we have time for phlegm. <laughs> well, yeah, we're, uh, we're gonna, yeah. we're gonna get out of the way with our, our own personal uh, lopics that we want to cover. And, and we're going <laughs> to welcome you graciously into another another edition of get to know your lower ranger and this week we have a uh we're thrilled to be joined by um a terrible patrick mahomes impersonator uh flemonym aka frank uh i don't know which one you'd prefer to go by at this point i, I think, think flemonym probably works i doubt too many people know me as frank plus yeah. it's just contrary to my twitter persona and, and uh, just just to uh give the audience uh pull the curtain back a little bit more before you were Fleminem, before you made the full pivot, you, uh, you went by another name and who was that exactly? Oh yeah. The one and only uh, coach Tim Jerns, rest in peace, which maybe we'll <laughs> talk about later, depending on the questions asked, but yeah, coach Tim Jerns and shout out to everybody that loved him. The, all five of y'all. Absolutely. I, uh, I was a Tim Jerns. I still got my bucko hat uh, that I, I, I nice. wear out on the boat uh, in the summertime. It's a nice, nice crisp white, uh, white hat with the bucko logo you came up for. Um, Fleming M., uh, where you, I know you are kind of in, in beep counts neck of the woods. Where exactly are you located in the country? I am. So we're both in the Dallas area. We're north of Dallas in a suburb called McKinney, or I'm in McKinney. I imagine beep is somewhere close. I'm not sure if he's McKinney or Frisco, but I'm in, tomato, tomato. Yeah, I'm, I'm in Frisco. Okay. Yeah. And if anybody listens to this and is like McKinney or Frisco, like, you're way too close to us for it to matter. But Dallas is basically where you tell people. Gotcha. 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 Understood. So uh, is that where you, you know, are you born and raised or have you, you've been, you know, have you lived a few other places or, or what's your, what's been your geographical journey, so to speak? <laughs> yeah, no, I'm born and raised in Dallas, but I've lived a few places, uh, North Carolina, Fayetteville, do not recommend anybody ever <laughs> going there or stopping there if you're driving up 90. And then I lived in, in I guess, Afghanistan for a year, if that counts, yeah. Tampa, Florida for a year. San Antonio was our last stop, but every time I leave uh, outside of the army, I guess including the army, I always come back to Dallas where family is. So, gotcha. Born and raised here with a few stops in between. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Excellent. So, uh, I know you have a little one that that Pam, aka Halloween Basic, loves to yep. refer to as Sammy Sweetheart. Uh, you got a, a little one. Um, how old is he now? 
he's three he just turned three uh, a couple months ago okay pam refers to him as sammy sweetheart yeah. it's my sammy serial murder but... <laughs> <laughs> i uh, i absolutely love the uh the videos that you that you send uh, of of him and, and you playing on on saturday mornings or just him acting like a wild man absolute wild man yeah, he's a cool dude he he's is a cool dude he absolutely is and uh yeah, I, I hope I'm not uh, too out of pocket here. Uh, you have another one on the way. I do. Okay. Yes, I have another one on the way. I figured like it can only get better from this one because <laughs> he's absolutely going to kill me. So we do have another boy on the he's way. Com- We're excited. He's coming for the throne, job. right? <laughs> I I use him against my boy now. I'm not going to lie. Like if he's being mean to me, I'm like I guarantee you, baby brother is going to be my favorite. <laughs> I'll say, like, baby brother wouldn't do that to me. Baby brother would give me a hug. And so I've seen them against each other before this child even has a name. Oh, man. You better uh, you better lock the the, the doors to the crib uh, or, uh, or or Sammy serial murderer is going to uh, try and try and uh, shore up the bloodline there a little bit. <laughs> That's a good call. I didn't think about that. Yeah, we're going to have to, like, cage this poor newborn. Exactly. You have already... Sammy's- you have uh you have already pitted the uh the the sons against each other for for who's going to take the throne one day right i have and it's even more dangerous because i just realized as you say that they have a jack and jill restroom uh-huh. like i said jack and jack restroom so it's gonna be an easy <laughs> tunnel for uh sammy sweetheart as pam calls him yeah, to uh, right. crawl over here and take out his baby brother i uh, love it and and of course your lovely wife um you refer to her as a couple different names in the uh the chat and i'm still confused by yeah. that no worries. I'll stick to Sharon. If you're confused by Sharon, do you, do you understand the Sharon bit? No. Oh, okay. So that was Tim Jern's first fiance. Oh, That's why I've always called her Sharon. Shit. Okay. Yeah. And I won't say her real name here because I trust y'all with her real name. Not that I'm yeah, anybody. No, 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 no. Don't, don't dox anybody. Uh, yeah. But Sharon is what Twitter knows her as, but I did that <laughs> simply for Tim Jern. So I kept calling her that. And I don't think everybody caught on. You're not the only one. I think other people are still like, at, think she's Sharon. And well, suddenly, like, how many Sharons do you think come from the Suddenly you, uh, well, I did, I did one. I was like, huh, I, I don't know that I've ever met a Hispanic Sharon before. Um, <laughs> uh, so that was my first thought. My second thought was, who the hell is this other woman that you keep referring to? <laughs> Sounds like that you're married to. And, uh, and does Sharon know about her? Yeah, and does Sharon know about her? And why are you spilling this tea in this group chat uh, uh, <laughs> with us, of all people? So, uh, okay, excellent. So how long have you guys been together? So we've been married for three years coming up, uh, four years, excuse me, coming up in March. Uh, we've been together since about 2014, and that's after spending three years, much like our parallel to me and the Lauer after hours. She hated me for like two, three years. Well, we hated each other. Uh, but once uh, once we got together, things have been good. So yeah, a total of three years going off four married, and then five years total dating. So Okay, okay. Yeah, excellent. she's the rock. Once she, uh, once she got to know you, she couldn't help but love you, right? something like that yeah. <laughs> all right so uh so so you're in dallas you, you got a family yep. going and 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 uh more more brewing uh on the way uh what do you do for a living so i work in the insurance industry okay. it's really boring but uh yeah i'm just i'm in the insurance industry as a i guess quote-unquote executive but Ooh, super boring okay. stuff as right. you can tell through twitter like i need something creative to do <laughs> So for uh, for every email I have to read and say sir or ma'am, there's a, a troll on Twitter. 
<laughs> so yeah, yeah, everybody kind of that's kind of the way I am with detailing cars, right? Like it's not yeah. the most soul fulfilling thing in the world. Um, and so as a result, you have to find other creative outlets. And for you know, I know you the same way yeah. as as I do. We're both musicians. Um, we we both try and get that outlet with music and by uh yelling at people on Twitter and coming up with the stupid jokes and all that good stuff. Yeah, it's fun. And honestly, like I travel a lot or I used to, I guess, before last year. And right. it used to be my least favorite question, which I guess is a rude thing to say right now is like, what do you do for a living? Because I just feel like it's somebody's time to like overstate what they do. So I usually just try to say something boring in insurance. And you, okay, you, keep it you did call yourself an executive. So yeah, um... I did. <laughs> I said kind of an executive, but Oh yeah, you know, I, I wanted to flex a little bit. I feel like I feel like that's kind of like being pregnant. You either are or you aren't. So you're either you're either an executive or you're <laughs> not. Right. So I'm gonna I'm I'm, executive. Uh, yeah, just just call yourself I'm an pregnant. executive. Right, right now Let's is the it. moment to overstate what you do for for a living. When when Perfect. that when Let's that question comes up. So, um, so moving on to the show, uh, uh, as I've said in the past. Um, uh, I am, uh, you know, for, for a lot of people, it was a process before you quote unquote got the show, right? Like it took a little while. You, you maybe heard your first episode. It didn't land with you, right? Maybe you caught it again. Something struck you. Do you remember the first time, uh, that you kind of got the show, the, the moment that kind of crystallized it for you? I do. And I hate the fact that this is being asked right after a, a podcast. I just did a kind of answer the same thing, but I'll give a little more here is I had just started a non-executive job mm -hmm. in insurance, which is kind of like my first mid-tier and I hated it. And the people around there hated me and probably rightfully so, because at the time <laughs> I was a young, arrogant person. But right, right. I just remember all I wanted to do was take a lunch and just sit in the car and get away from people like peace and quiet. So I first was just listening to sports radio and I know not everybody here will agree. I was listening to Cowherd. Right. Uh, and then I heard Levitard and it was a Greg Cody Tuesday. And I yes. thought that this was the most unorganized show ever because he kept getting cut off. And I wasn't paying enough attention at the time. Yeah, sure, sure. Now it's obvious to everybody when, the, when he's being led there. Yeah. Uh, so once I, but I got it that same day, like as I realized what was happening, I was like, hold on. And from that day forward, it's basically, I don't think I've missed a show since the first time I've heard it. And if I did, it was before like the app and all that, yeah, but yeah. Yeah, so since 2013, but it was Greg Cody Tuesday, him catching the hard net workout. That's uh, man, that's that's such a what a wonderful. It's moments like that that I think like, what if it had been a Wednesday, and something didn't land for you, and you just never revisited it again? You know, a lot of people talk about the fact that uh, Tim Kirchin being on and playing the looks like game, they just happened to catch that segment, and that's what hooked them. So uh, it's it's serendipitous that it happened to be. Uh, that that segment that uh, Greg Cody Tuesday and I think Greg Cody was the first interview that you joined us for uh, if I remember correctly uh, because Greg you know uh, I think you had a picture of uh, Greg <laughs> on your wall uh, yep yep I see it in the background right there uh, Greg and uh, Juju Gotti at, at one of the Moss events yes sir um so so yeah he's he's obviously a favorite for uh, one of my favorites as well um and um and as you are by the way I, I think you're probably my 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 favorite lower ranger um uh so far that that I've, I've gotten to know so um moving on to uh past the moment you got the show do you have a 
favorite moments over the past years that you've been listening? I know I'm always a prisoner of the moment, whatever the funny last funniest thing is that they've done is, is, yeah. is one of mine. Um, do you have, do you have kind of a, that, that, uh, that, that moment for you that stands out? Yeah, I do. First, let's point out that every other get to know your law ranger, you call them their, your favorite as you introduced them. And it took you three questions before you remembered that I was your favorite. No, but I forgive I, you. I, I have no idea what you're talking about no. at all. Be, um, so my <laughs> my favorite moment in show history is no, I don't have like a single one to me. It's like asking somebody your favorite movie. Right. It's always good. Something you saw recently. I just love any time that they accidentally stumble into something. Sure. And it takes over the entire show. So right, that's right. <laughs> basically the best thing ever. Yeah, the they uh, a factoid will be read like one of the rejoins, and suddenly yes. Dan wants to know more, and suddenly they're trying to get a geologist on, or uh, or somebody to tell them about the terminal velocity of cats falling from skyscrapers, or you know, some, exactly, something. or like <laughs> the the talking sandwiches going at it as hard as you can, like it just naturally turned into asking every guest, yeah, if this is a sandwich, right? So those are the moments that I think make them so smart and so genius because they're doing it live. So um, yeah, I don't have a single favorite one. It's just. Yeah, that, that makes sense. I mean, the the probably one of the most famous lines from the show now is, uh, "What do the Falcons have to do to beat the uh, you know uh, Patriots?" <laughs> and uh, and coughing yeah, in the middle exactly. of it like that. That was a completely organic, terrible broadcasting moment on Stu Gatz's part, and instead they turned it into a running gag that's lasted for three, four years now forever and no well i guess the ben axelrod spoiler would be after this comes out but uh, it's taken over and anything anybody asks around super bowl sunday it's yes. such a great question yeah, it's it's yep. fantastic all right so um besides your favorite moment who would you say is your favorite member or favorite character from this whole levitard show universe well, it's obviously you. You're my favorite member <laughs> that I met through the Levitard universe. Well, thank you so much, Fun. Yeah. Who, who, all right, no, then, then who's uh, your second favorite then? Got it. I have to go with Chris Cody. Like, I, I'm really split between him and Billy because I think Billy is such an underrated comedy piece. But what Chris personally has been to me over the last year, it's just there's no way that I don't think anybody, I don't think anybody else has done more for a lot of us to relieve us of what was the pandemic so yeah, yeah chris cody not just for on air just for who he is as a person yeah i completely agree and i know uh you're you're kind of you're one of the faces on the show song uh mount rushmore uh at, at this point you and streeter and yeti um and and i know that chris was was uh kind of i think low-key the the plug for that right like like dm the song to chris cody and he would see if it could you know get on air he was and don't sell yourself short you're on the website so you're gonna be one of those presidents <laughs> that nobody knows the name of that's up there yeah but no um he was but at the time and i had to give credit to yeti when i first did the lies yourself yeti got it to chris because at that time back in the tim jones day i didn't really know that that was the route to go yeah right i didn't know about it so i just kind of tweeted it out and bothered a few of y'all that were still talking to me before i joined Lara after hours mm -hmm. um, with it and it yeah so yeti made that happen for me by reaching out to chris and then yeah. after that i was allowed to dm chris but even then i don't think i dm chris for the first two i think uh dan found forgot about dan by himself so yeah 
He's uh, Chris has been, uh, it can't be overstated how supportive that dude has been to this whole endeavor on our part. Um, and, and how cool he's been and, and how, how helpful he's been just in general, uh, to the, to the fan base. Anytime somebody has something to contribute. Yeah. And, and I, I know my answer seemed like it was almost like taking away the credit from Chris. Absolutely. What from Chris, it absolutely wasn't. It's just, I didn't want to take credit for going to Chris directly. Oh, no, 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 no. Absolutely. No. Chris absolutely put me in the first song and that was just so awesome for him, so. yeah yeah and and then yeah and it uh it kind of took off from there um so uh i know you've kind of alluded to it a, a little bit how did you end up with this whole lower after hours crew man so i'll try to make this short because i know you guys are on a short time but i'll i joined obviously well after y'all now my first recording on y'all's podcast or our podcast i can say now uh, was one that I didn't know being recorded. So if you ever want to hear Tim Jerns versus Mark from Reddit or Mark formerly from Reddit, formerly from Reddit, go check that out. And uh, here's somebody that thought he was just on a Zoom call with fran- fans who got recorded. Anywho, not bitter about it. Moving on. Yeah, I can tell. I can uh, tell. Yeah, no, I mean, I think a lot of people said stake at them. So I think I was always close with some of y'all, at least four or five and Crispy are one of them. Um, I know Lou from sales because of the bucko hats and Stakes. So there were a few of y'all that behind the scenes I was always still talking to, and understandably so, Tim Jerns was not accepted because of my public trolling. Uh, so I think after Lies Yourself, yeah. No, I think it was Forgot About Dan. I don't think it was Lies Yourself. Uh, but one way or another, we did a song, or I did the show song, and y'all were at least nice enough to say it was good because there was, y'all could have just continued to ignore me considering the quote-unquote Twitter relationship. And Stake one night, uh, actually, no, it was Light Yourself because the night I finished Forgot About Dan, was, yeah. uh, no shocker to anybody that knows Stake, at about 3 a.m., he threw me into just a chat with y'all. <laughs> he didn't ask me. And uh, luckily enough, I got to join. And the Chris Cody interview being my first, if you don't remember, actually, was coincidental because you and Stake had asked, and this is again after we kind of, everybody amended, you're like, hey, let's interview Flynn this night. And then... Greg Cody got booked and y'all canceled on me. And so the way to like say sorry was to let me join y'all's podcast. Yeah. And then I just never left, to be honest. <laughs> Once you got your foot in the door, you weren't uh, you weren't letting the I door know, that's close. That's how right? it works. You gotta kick me out. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Th- so you sent me, you actually emailed me lies yourself very early on. And I remember I remember getting the email. I was at work and I, I didn't have a chance to listen to it. Um, I, I do a lot of manual labor, so I'm, I'm not able to actually sit down and listen to something. But yeah. after, you know, this was some random dude who was trolling people as Tim Jerns, right? I don't expect a whole lot when when somebody emails me a song and says that they can rap. And then I listened to it and I was like, oh, my God. God, this is this dude is knocking this Eminem inflection and and like and flow out of the park. And I went to the group chat and I was like, guys, I know this sounds absurd, but this dude <laughs> is crushing the hell out of this song. I was so amped up and 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 uh, and then from there, like I, I, you know, still some people had like a salty uh, kind of taste in their mouth. But you and I DM'd a little bit, and I was like, man, you yeah. got to make the pivot. I was like, you've got to like, you know, change your handle from from Coach Tim Jerns. You got to do something. And then and then from there, it was uh, you, you made the full transition, and and you've killed it ever since, man. Um, no, I appreciate it. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, so. 
uh, that that covers how you joined Lauer After Hours. Now, I got to uh, for, for, forgive me if this is a, a little too deep. If you don't want to answer, it's completely fine. But um, what is your second favorite color? Favorite colors are for kids. So if you're an adult, you should only be talking about like clothes and what your colors are to wear. So I guess black is my second favorite. Okay, Flem, it bothers Flem, me you Flem, didn't ask I've, me the first. I've seen I've seen how you behave in the chats. Do not put that on children. Don't you dare for <laughs> one second act I, like you are above answering these questions. No, second favorite color would be black. But right, okay. no, well, not okay. that I'm above answering it. I just <laughs> wanted to call out people that have favorite colors That's that aren't okay. related to like what you wear. It's sure, weird. sure. Well, you, you got to coordinate with what, whatever your, your vibe is, whatever your, you know, your, your outfit determines, right? Yeah. So, so what's, yeah. So having said that, what's your first favorite color? Uh, same as Bruce and cells or Lou and cells. It's that olive green, which I'm wearing. Cause he sent me a hat Oh yeah. and he knew that that was my favorite color. OD, so OD that green. olive green is actually, yeah, that's my, that's my favorite color. Yeah. As my dad, who was also in the, uh, in the army, he, he calls it OD green. That's his favorite color too. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, geez. Yeah. I didn't know. I didn't know your dad was in the army. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, he was, uh, not willingly. He got drafted in Vietnam. So <laughs> it's not like he signed okay. up for the, uh, for the, uh, GI benefits or nothing like that, hey, but that's, that's even better than the rest of us. Yeah, exactly. Well, thank you for your service. Thank you for your service. I appreciate it. Absolutely. And thank, let's thank our let's thank our producer here, Beep, because he also served in the military. Absolutely, that's true. Mistaken. That's true. Uh, uh, yeah. two, got two veterans uh, on the call right now. Um, so before we let you go, what's been one of your favorite moments through this entire Lauer After Hours experience? Yeah, if it's specific to like when I joined Lauer After Hours, um, I know everybody's doing the like making friends and all that. It's corny. <laughs> Uh, but what I would say is, no, it's the same thing. It's just how Twitter, how much we're involved in Twitter. Yeah. So whenever we randomly flood somebody's Twitter, that's not us, like somebody will say something and whether it's trolling or just genuinely us finding something to do, right? you see one of us go comment. And next thing you know, <laughs> it's like 15 of us. And it's not necessarily a tag. Like there's times where it's funny and we, and we bring in that person into, yeah, basically absolutely. into our chat, but publicly. So that's been like the most fun I have is like when I see all of us start being on some random stranger's Twitter, just like making jokes. And the best thing to the best thing that I've seen as part of that, and I hate saying this, is usually when Steve randomly pops up because Steve isn't as active in the chat as everybody. So right. when you see him get involved, it's like, okay, now it's going to be everybody. But that's it. It's when we all flood somebody that didn't know how many of us there were on Twitter. My uh, my my favorite times of those is when somebody just pays like you know the 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 show account a compliment and all of a sudden we descend from the heavens like as dan yes. would say like a flock of pterodactyls like lebron <laughs> in a chase down block and suddenly we are uh you know flooding them with thank yous and and just uh, you know uh uh because i mean why do we do this we love right. attention and particularly if it's positive, right? So any if you have a Twitter handle, you love attention. Exactly. Absolutely. So yeah, that, that's a that's a that's a funny uh answer to that, but it's out a thousand percent accurate. Um, so yeah, Fleming M, Frank in Dallas, man, thank you so yes. much, so much for joining us. Um, again, probably my favorite Lauer Ranger uh uh that that i've i've made uh through this entire experience um uh thanks for joining us on this segment of get to know your lower ranger and we will talk to you next week
Thanks for listening to this episode of Lauer After Hours. You can always reach us on Twitter at Lauer After Hours or Instagram at Lauer After Hours. We're available wherever you get podcasts, so don't forget to download, subscribe, review, and rate five stars. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in a new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series now streaming on Showtime.